A man requests a sword fight with his ex-wife and lawyer to settle legal disputes. And a large Amish party with 250 guests is shut down by the police. And terrified residents in India flee their homes as a crazed gang of 400 monkeys raid and descend upon the village. These are the weird stories for Thursday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. And we're recording from Los Angeles, California. We do three weird news stories a day, five days a week. Aren't you glad you're here? I appreciate you. Let's do some weird stories. Maybe learn something. Maybe laugh. How about that? Thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, comedian Jonesy. A man has requested trial by combat with Japanese swords in order to settle a dispute with his ex-wife. A Kansas man has asked an Iowa court to grant his motion for trial by combat so he can meet his ex-wife and her attorney, quote, on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from the corporeal bodies. Who is this maniac that wants to have trial by combat with Japanese swords to settle a legal dispute? Well, his name is David, David Ostrom. He's 40 years old from Kansas. He claims in court documents that his ex-wife, Bridget, has destroyed him legally. Of course, he uses words like destroyed because he's a a sword fighter, this guy. He has asked the Iowa District Court to give him 12 weeks time in order to source and forge katana and wakazashi samurai blades or swords. (laughs) Could I have some time? Could I, I need three months to make my own samurai swords. Don't worry, I'll make them one as well. Here's a quote from this idiot. To this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. Oh, really? Last I checked, it was pretty restricted. So restricted that you probably haven't seen it in 200 years. Uh, this moron argues in court records, adding that it was, quote, <laughs> trial by combat was used as recently as 1818 in British court. Okay, yes, so I was right, 200 years ago, and by the way, not even in the U.S., in a British court, you dummy. When he was reached by phone, he told the media that he got the idea after learning about a 2016 case in which New York Supreme Court justice acknowledged that duels had not been abolished. Well, I mean, I think technically that is probably true in some states, but that that's because some of these states leave these old laws on the books. They don't take them off. But these laws aren't recognized anymore. There's, I did a whole episode on weird laws in each state. I forget when I did that, but in my state of Massachusetts, I remember explicitly a uh, a law about duels in Massachusetts that was still on the books. And it said something like, duels must take place in the Boston Common only and at noon on Saturday or so, something like that. It had like a it had like a time and location restriction. That was and you know, that obviously comes from a time when people were dueling seventeen eighty or whatever the hell. No one does it anymore. So yeah, technically that's still on the books, but no nobody's gonna recognize that. This guy's out of his mind. Ostrom is uh, trying to be a gentleman about this whole thing when he said that um, his ex-wife can actually, if she doesn't want to go through with the samurai sword battle to the death, she can choose her attorney as a champion or a stand-in fighter. (laughs) That's great. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's paid enough for that. (laughs) I don't know any lawyer that would just step into the ring for you. Uh, I don't think it's happening. 
There's a quote from the lawyer who says, uh, it should be noted that just because the U.S. and Iowa constitutions do not specifically prohibit battling another person with a deadly katana sword, it does prohibit a court sitting in equity from ordering same. This attorney has a bit of a sense of humor about it. He actually used deadly katana sword in the, in the quote. Unbelievable. The attorney has asked the court to suspend his visitation rights and order him to undergo a court-ordered psychological evaluation. Yeah, for, for sure he should undergo a psychological evaluation. He thinks he's living in uh, feudal Japan when people settled disputes with samurai swords, clearly. Or he's on acid. I mean, I don't know. Now, you should know, historically, trial by combat was not always won by the way of death, which I thought it was. Also, you could win if a party... Quote, cries craven, C-R-A-V-E-N, cries craven, yielding to the other, victor. Hmm. Crying craven. I've never heard about that before. Respondent and counsel have proven themselves to be cravens by refusing to answer the call to battle. Thus, they should lose their this motion by default, this David Ostrom wrote. <laughs> How could a court even entertain this nonsense? It's just like, Really? Ostrom, who said he doesn't have any experience with sword fighting, doesn't anticipate the judge will let his request go forward, but he wants an answer anyways. When asked if he was serious about the dueling offer, he said, If the attorney is willing to do it, I will meet him. I don't think he has the guts to do it. <laughs> and then he rode off on a horse. <laughs> a large Amish party with 250 guests was shut down by the police. I had no idea the Amish were partying it up these days. This is in LaGrange County, Indiana. Noise and drinking complaints led the LaGrange County Sheriff's Department to arrest nearly 40 people in connection to two separate weekend parties with suspected underage drinking. On Saturday, around 10.45 p.m., deputies responded to a call. Complaints of loud music, underage drinking. Loud music? What, are they playing fiddles? Last I checked, the Amish don't have <laughs> Bluetooth speakers. The deputies spoke with multiple men at the scene and advised them to turn the music down. They, <laughs> they would you put your spoons down. What what kind of music are we talking about? This is the Amish, am I right? What, they play bongos. They don't have any electricity. Last I checked, right? Are they? Do they have Spotify in Amish land? I don't think it's going down. Oh, I'm gonna look up. Uh, the Amish playlist on Spotify. I don't think I'm going to find one. <laughs> they were asked to turn the music down and clear the scene. Then were sent back out to the same area a short time later. When they arrived, they were met with multiple people in the driveway who then ran from the police on foot. Oh, boy. Deputies discovered then what they called a, quote, large Amish party. <laughs> Come on. With more than 250 people? 250 Amish mofos? Boozing? Come on. This is not the kind of Amish behavior we're all familiar with. They all tried to flee the area. <laughs> on what? Donkeys? Like in, in carts and horses? Tell me the police couldn't catch them in carts and horses. Deputies were able to put seven people into custody who were over 18 but under 21, leading to charges of minor, minors in consumption of alcohol and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Contributing to the delinquency of an Amish. Hours later, at 1 a.m., the deputies were called to another address to another noise complaint. During that investigation, deputies determined multiple people under 21 consuming alcohol, and they arrested 16 people. 
Oh, 16 juveniles and 15 adults were arrested. Another 30. The juveniles were released to their parents and the adults were taken to the LaGrange County Jail on charges of possession of alcohol by a minor. One adult was jailed for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. The delinquency to a, of an Amish. I mean, I gotta say, upon hearing this, I'm just, I'm relieved. I'm relieved that the the Amish youth are trying to have some fun. You know, I was very concerned with them. Very worried about the Amish. They look like they're not having any fun at all, you know. I was just driving around Amish country in Ohio. There was an area, and I saw them, you know. These people, they dress weird. These women, they dress very strange. Some strange hat on their head. I don't know what that was. Multiple horse and buggies I passed while driving. It looks like nobody's having a good time over there. It's a very slow lifestyle. You're like, there's no fun happening here. Just lounging around in the grass in your spare time. You know, no, I assume no smartphones. I assumed no partying going down. Clearly, I was wrong. The Amish are having like orgies and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, there's a lot of uh, built up sexual repression <laughs> among, among some of these orthodox religions, right? There's a lot of pent up like, oh, I need to let it out. You know what I mean? The more, in fact, the more strict the religion is, the more that the more the youth need to. Oh, I gotta let it out! And next thing you know, they're dry humping a tree, wasted on tequila. Like that's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta let these kids have a little fun. A little bit of, little bit of alcohol, maybe. All right, a little bit of sexuality experimentation, perhaps. You know, you know, obviously tell them about the perils of non-safe sex. You know, and uh, I'm sure the Amish have their own you know, uh, ways of having safe sex. Maybe we don't know about. Maybe they're making condoms out of, <laughs> I don't know, wheat. <laughs> that makes no sense. I'm just saying. I mean, they probably have their own little things that they could teach the kids and, uh, you know, let them have, a, just educate them about these things, you know, because if you don't tell them about it, you pretend it don't exist, you build up, you know, you build up like this tension that needs a release, and we know how people release their tensions like this. They get together in the woods with their friends and they have, a, you know, they have mushroom orgies, right? And Maybe not, maybe, but something like that on the way towards that, I can see, sure. Oh, man, I, I can tell you, I would love to go to an Amish keg party. I just would love that so much. That would be such a good time, wouldn't it? Oh, man. I would love the Amish to come to my comedy show. Can you imagine? Their minds would be blown. Have you? Do you think they've ever even seen live stand-up comedy? I doubt it. I will go if hey if you're Amish out there, and you're within a day's drive, I will drive to you with a speaker and perform stand-up comedy for you and your and your Amish friends for nothing for free. Just I don't know. Give me some beers. Feed me. I don't care. I will totally do that. I highly doubt Amish people listen to this podcast. I'm just saying though. I don't think Amish people know podcasts exist. Although, I don't know. They're drinking Tecate, so, I mean, maybe they do. <laughs> Yay! Terrified residents flee their homes as a crazed gang of 400 monkeys raid the village. An Indian village has been terrorized by marauding troops of monkeys as residents flee the area. Ooh, I love the writing in this one. Marauding troops of monkeys, right? That gives you a nice vision. An out-of-control population of over 400 monkeys, as opposed to, you know, the usual in-control population of 400 monkeys. You know, they come by and they do your laundry for you. These are out-of-control monkeys, guys. 
They're taking your car keys, you know, swiping your vapes. These monkeys have taken over homes as desperate locals fight a losing battle against these primates in a Planet of the Apes-style saga. (laughs) Wow, this ride is really getting dramatic. It's a Planet of the Apes-style saga. Around 20 families, sick of being assaulted and having their fields and homes raided by these opportunistic macaws. Is that how you say it? A type of monkey? They have fled the village. 20 families? That's a very small village. Could you even call this a village? It's more like a, I don't know, a small, what's smaller than a village? I don't know, like several huts? (laughs) The problem started over 15 years ago, apparently, when a troop of monkeys were kicked out of the neighboring city by poachers and they were abandoned nearby. One man determined to put up a fight in this village. Uh, oh, one man who determined to put up a fight is the village chief, Srivarama Krishna. This is, is like every fourth person in India that have a, the last name Krishna. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Uh, this guy said initially no one cared about it, but then they started multiplying until it became too much. These monkeys. Krishna won the local election in 2019 to be chief after saying. He was running on the platform of resolving the monkey conflict. Wow, that was that's really that was really huge in his political agenda. And if elected chief, I promise to resolve this monkey conflict. I don't know why I'm talking like a Kennedy. I just think fixing the monkey problem is should be very pertinent for this village. After all, they're multiplying. They may come in here and steer. Steal our beer and liquor. <laughs> Who knows what they may do to our cars. He said, he actually said this. Our lands are fertile and we grow vegetables and fruits. The monkeys took a liking to the fruits and that the farmers grow. Now they've started destroying the crops. Do you know this? I'm sure they know it. He determined to do something about it. Maybe this is why they voted for him. They really care about the monkey situation. Many farmers have already fled the region, and if the problem continues, life in this rural village will not be sustainable. Krishna says the monkeys have become have become increasingly aggressive and opportunistic. They actually steal food out of the villagers' hands, and they've been attacking women, children, and the elderly. Oh boy, and there's a photo of a nasty little monkey with these long nipples. Ooh, it's gross. I wish I didn't see that. I hung out with a monkey once in Peru by a swimming pool when I was all messed up on drugs. And uh, I was fascinated by this monkey. It drank pool water all day and jerked off. That's what it did all day long. Drank pool water and, and touched himself. It was it was crazy. I, I think I saw a monkey. I think it was. I mean, maybe I didn't see a monkey. I could have been that messed up. Anyways, let's get back to the article. Enough of my exploits in Peru. <laughs> That's for another show. Krishna says, we got to keep the doors and windows bolted. I'm going to keep... <laughs> I'm going to keep the the Kennedy accent for this Indian dude. These monkeys are smart enough to open the door, come inside, and steal the cooked food. Sometimes even running away with the vessels containing your food. People started getting attacked even when they used to return home from the shop with their groceries. The monkeys would just steal those bags of groceries. Many of these people, around 20 families, says the chief, have moved to a place called Hyderabad after failed attempts to appeal to the forest department for help. Come on, forest department, save these people from the monkeys. That's your job, right? What else are you doing over there? Come on. Only a few monkeys have been caught out of the 400. Monkeys are very, very testy. They're very quick, aggressive. There's no catching a monkey. 
you know? You know, I love how we all like, you know, everybody, when you're a kid, you know, you're like, you want a pet monkey, right? It's, it seems ideal. Let's have a monkey. No, no. If you hang out with a monkey for a day, you'll be like, that is not ideal. You can't have a monkey just, you know, rubbing his crotch all over the place. You know, they take, the, they throw their poop. Did you know that? They throw it around. I don't know what they're doing with that, but that's displeasing. If you got a home, they steal, they eat everything, they bite. I mean, they got, they got sharp teeth, these, even the little ones, sharp teeth, these things. They'll come up and take your earlobe right off. You won't even know what happened. These monkeys are out of their minds. And the bigger ones can rip your face off. It's no problem to them. They'll rip it off. They'll rip your face off and then put it on their own face and eat a banana. They don't care. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying they're dangerous, okay? And I, I feel bad for these families. 400 monkeys is something I would run from as well. That's what I'm saying. I would, um, yeah. I mean, I live in downtown LA, so all I have to worry about is the the walking dead down here in the form of, you know, naked homeless people pooping in front of my front step. But, you know, I guess it's a lot better than 400 monkeys, right? <laughs> you be the judge. You're going to feel it in the hand down below when you're listening to weird AF news. You're going to feel it with a ha 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 to who when you're listening to weird AF news. You ain't going to need no booze when you're listening to weird AF news. Tell your brother and your sister you like news, but it's weird AF news. I want to give some shout outs to people that have reached out to me on Instagram because I love it when you reach out to me and you say naughty things. Uh, Kelly Keach from Florida gets a shout out. She listens to Weird AF News every morning, she says. Every morning? That's that's pretty cool. Um, in my opinion, it's not enough. You should listen to it three times a day. <laughs> I'm kidding. I Listen, if you guys listen to it every morning, I'm like, wow, I'm blown away. I'm like, what's how bad is your life that you need me? <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. Travis Dickens. My man from Indy, he gets a shout out. Super nice guy. He wants to know when I'm going to come to Indianapolis and do stand-up comedy. A lot of people ask me, hey, when you coming to uh, bliggity blah blah insert place to do stand-up comedy? Now, here's the thing. Uh, I could come to these places, but I have to guarantee that I will sell tickets. So uh, as, as it stands now, I have... You know, fans here and there trickling all around the globe. Um, but as it grows, you know, then I'll come. Because, like, if I go to Indy and it's just Travis and his roommate watching me, you know, they buy tickets to my show, I can't really pay the bills that way. You know, I got to make it worth my while. So, but as, as Weird AF News grows, uh, let's say I go to Indy and 50 people buy tickets because they've all heard the podcast. And now it's worth it. I'd imagine, uh, you know, down the road, this is something I'll be doing, touring all over and my fans and friends and loyal weirdos will come out to see me and then and then we'll get high in the parking lot together because um, I can't fit you all in the green room okay you're gonna have to take me home um, give me pulled pork sandwiches and um, and copious amounts of alcohol all right is it a deal okay cool then I'll come to see you also shout out to the blue Valkyrie she wrote me uh, on Instagram Funny story, I've been using your Alligators Everywhere song as my ringtone for a while, which people always love, by the way. Now, I recently went to the movies with friends, and I forgot to put my phone on silent. During a quiet part of the movie, the phone went off, and everyone nearby started laughing. It was great. I loved that story, by the way. Oh, so funny. Imagine being in the theater, and then you hear, Alligators everywhere, and nobody cares, and nobody cares. I even I forgot how the song went already. 
Um, yeah, I'm on antibiotics, so my brain is like, we're trying to fire on all cylinders, but it ain't happening. Um, I'm trying to overcompensate by drinking copious amounts of caffeine, but uh, it's still messed up. Uh, so yeah, getting over a cold, hopefully, uh, because I, you know, I want to get on that plane to Asia 100% healthy. So that's it's Operation Antibiotics right now for Jonesy. Uh, you're wondering, Jonesy, what are you talking about? Asia? Yeah, I'm leaving on Sunday to go to Asia, and I'm going to be there for like seven weeks. I'm going to Japan, Taiwan, Singapore, Malaysia. I'm going to be doing some shows over there, um, and I'm going to be going to weird places and fraternizing with weird people. Um, and all of it's going to be uh, broadcast on my Instagram account and other places. Uh, some of it will go on the Patreon as well. The super weird places that I'm going, the exclusive stuff will be on the Patreon. Uh, how do you get access to that weird stuff in Asia, Jonesy? How do we do that? Well, it's easy. You go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and you join. You can join for as little as two bucks a month. Yeah, it's like buying Jonesy a cup of coffee. Um, or if I'm in Malaysia, two cups of coffee because shit is cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah, so check out the Patreon. Follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones, on Twitter at Funny Jones, and on Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. You can email me anytime, uh, funnyjones at gmail.com. And I appreciate all the emails that have been coming in for the Florida Friday stories. Yes, I will choose a few, and then we'll record that tomorrow because it's Friday. And, of course, you'll love it, and it's a great way to enter the weekend. Uh, lastly, the phone number to the show, you can call, uh, 646-450-2012. And I appreciate everyone who's called, and I appreciate you. And we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday, baby. That's right.